0: Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker.
1: So can you actually still take a turkey on the last day of the season? Well, you sure can. And on this episode, I'm going to help you adjust your strategies to optimize your chances. Hey and welcome to the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast and YouTube channel helping new hunters get started and bringing new insights to all hunters. Today we are talking about how to bag a gobbler on the last day of the season or right at the end of the season. But guys before we jump into it, Please make sure that you head to the website, New Hunters Guide. Send me your comments, your questions, your feedback, and more importantly, your pictures of turkeys that you take. Would love to hear from you. Would love to get ideas for new shows from you. And would just love to see your success. It's just one of those things that helps me keep going season after season. It's outstanding. So reach out to me. Also, you can find all the other episodes there about turkey hunting, go to categories, turkey hunting, and you will find years and years worth of turkey hunting episodes organized by theme. All right. How do you get a gobbler on the last day of the season or at the tail end of the season? What is different? How do you change your strategy and your tactics? Well, first thing you got to think about is how do turkey behavior change. The turkeys are still out there. They are still in the woods. Now, not as many as there were on opening day because other hunters, but they are still out there. They are still doing stuff. They are still roosting and flying down and feeding and looking for hens even on the last day of the season. And so you've got to be aware of what are they doing differently? Well, number one, they're not as vocal. The breeding season has slowed down. In some places, it's all but over. Depends on where you live and what your your season dates are. But they are less vocal at the end of the season. So you're often not going to hear as many gobbles. Now, there's never and always in turkey hunting. That's a mind-bending statement. But there are no always moments, all right? There's never anything that's always the case. You can find gobblers that will gobble their head off on the last day of the season. It is just much less likely. It's much more rare than earlier in the season. But it can happen. But in general, turkeys are less vocal. They're making less noise. They're doing less out in the woods um, from a breeding standpoint. A lot of the hens have been bred. A lot of the hens are are no longer interested in breeding. Gobblers, however, they're still going. A lot of them, there may not be the same fervency that they had before. They're gonna be more cautious than they were before. They've been spooked by more hunters than they were before. The natural urge to breed is not as strong as it was before. They may be less responsive to calls than they were before. They may not gobble and come in, whereas before they might have answered vigorously before coming in. And so when you're adjusting your strategy for the late season, I think it comes down to a handful of key things. Number one, you want to make sure you're not overcalling. Of course, this is always the case any time of the season, but especially late season, you don't want to overcall. Now, another thing to keep in mind here is that your spot might need to change. Because over the course of the turkey season, brush and grass and stuff just grows up and gets thicker. On opening day, you might have had a you know a spot that's basically a clearing. You know The grass is two inches high, and by the end of the turkey season, it could be three, four feet high. Well, that's probably not going to be a great spot on the last day of the season because the turkeys just aren't moving through there, and even if they are, you can't see them. And so you may need to adjust your location some, depending on how the habitat changes. So that's a big thing to keep in mind. But you don't wanna overcall. But you still need to call, right? You gotta do some calling, unless you're just gonna ambush hunt them, which you can do if you know they're in the area, and that is not a bad way to do it. But you wanna call less, you wanna think more like a turkey. Now, if a gobbler on the last day of the season hears a hen, he may be interested, but he may not get vocal about it. He may just slowly slip in to see what he can see. And so you're going to have a lot more birds come in without gobbling. Now, they may still gobble. They may gobble some. Like I said, every now and then, you get one that will gobble his head off. But you will have a lot more percentage of birds come in silently, making little or no noise. And so you have to change your tactics to account for those birds. If you are running and gunning, you need to sit and wait longer at each place that you called. And you need to set up, assuming a a bird is just gonna come in within 20 minutes without making a sound. Because if they come in, that may be exactly what they do. Now, as always, if you can strike up a gobbler while running and gunning, your chances of taking him are good. You're going to strike up fewer gobblers, though, in the late season and at the end of the season. But the ones that you do strike up, your chances are good of of being able to take him. However, there's probably more turkeys that are going to come in that you don't know about. And so whether you're sitting still, whether you're hunting small land, big land, whether you're running and gunning, whether you're hunting out of a blind, you've got to be aware of the silent turkey that's going to come in. Now I have, I've been out and just walking a small property, 10 acres, 15 acres, and just walking the border. I spent my morning in my spot that I identified as the best spot, heard nothing, saw nothing, no, no action at all get up just walking around the property and you know just go hundred yards, stop and call, go hundred yards, stop and call, go a hundred yards, stop and call. made it to the end of the route that I could reasonably walk based on the topography and borders called and just sat down. Well, would you believe within 10 minutes Turkey comes right in. all right He was trailing me the whole time. Well, I can't be as sure it was the whole time. But as I was walking and calling, and stopping and calling, and stopping and calling, I was walking slow, I was walking turkey speed, I was not sitting and waiting for a long period of time, because I'm just trying to strike up a gobbler, but at the same time, my strategy there was to try to get birds to come onto the property I was on. I was pretty sure there weren't any turkeys on the property. But I'm walking the border, seeing if I can call any turkeys over. And so when I made it to my last spot, again, this is a small property, right? I wasn't walking miles, made it to my last spot, which was the best place to set up. I I backed in from the property border so that I'd have a full range to shoot on side on the property side I'm allowed to hunt on. And I just set up and just sat there and waited and Turkey within just a few minutes, there's the head just sitting there staring at me from 30 yards, just didn't make a sound, came out of nowhere. I think I did hear just the ever so slightest of a, like a very quiet locating cluck. You know, it wasn't quite a purr. It was just one of those soft turkey noises you almost never hear because you don't get that close to them. And uh, I didn't shoot that turkey because that particular day I was out with a crossbow and the head popped out and uh, i couldn't i couldn't get a shot at the body with the bow and you know i mean i like to think that i'm a decent shot with a crossbow but uh, at 30 yards i'm not hitting the head of a turkey that's just that's a waste of an arrow and so uh you yeah, know never got a shot at that particular bird but a, if i had a shotgun with me that day then i i could have i could have done it now you might say, George, why were you out with a crossbow instead of a shotgun? Well, because where I set up in the morning that day was within 150 yards of another house on the one side of the property. And so I was far, far enough away from other houses to be able to hunt legally with a bow, but not far or, but not far enough that I could in good conscience, at least in the, on that day, based on the relationship with their neighbors and what I knew about the, the people that live next door. I didn't want to be out with a shotgun or a firearm at that particular range where I was hunting and where I was shooting at that moment. And so, you know, hunting turkeys with a vertical bow is not for the faint at heart. That is a very significant endeavor that is a very challenging endeavor and that is not where i was at on that particular day so i pulled out the crossbow and went turkey hunting because it let me hunt in a spot that i really couldn't have accessed with a shotgun but by the time i had walked around the entire property i think i was where i set up at the end of the day i was in safe range to use a shotgun however i didn't have one so that was, an, that was an interesting hunt and opportunity that if I had a different tool, I could have taken the turkey, but hey, it is what it is. The bottom line is that bird came in, I had an opportunity, I could have taken a shot if I had had the, the right equipment and almost guaranteed take the bird home. I mean, at 30 yards with a headshot, that's, that's perfect, but he was trailing me came in was following me at least some distance came in from a neighboring property and then peeked at his head to see what was going on and of course he was very skittish right he didn't come any closer 30 yards was all he was doing he looked he peeked around he was there for a few seconds and then he just slowly slunk away just melted away disappeared he, he made some of those real soft noises and then just he was gone. And so, you know, if I was waiting for a gobble, well, I never would have had one. If I was waiting for a gobble, then, you know, and that was not just the end of the season. That was like at 11.45 p.m., right? And we weren't allowed at that particular time to hunt past noon, I believe. And so, um, where that hunt was at. And so, you know, it was like, oh, okay, well. You know, you, you couldn't have done anything else at that point. You had one chance, you know, and, and by the time he looked around and he was gone, it was like five tail. I mean, the hunt was over. The day was over. The hours were shut. It was game over. But the bottom line is no sound, no noise, never gobbled at any point and during that day, but they're still out there. We have hunted on public land. Covering huge distances, walked ten miles in a day, never heard a single turkey, and then at eleven forty-five, walking down a gas line road, coming down a mountain from a radio tower on—I mean, just like five thousand acres of public land—just had already given up, gave up, just stopping every couple hundred yards of the call because I'm still holding the call. Gobbler answers at sixty yards, just like what? What just happened? And uh, we were so freaked out, didn't know what to do, caught off guard. Took us like five minutes to figure out where are we going to set up, right? I had, I had broken all my own rules. Couldn't figure out where are we going to set up, what are we going to do? And we ended up blowing that opportunity. But the opportunity was there. And so the thing about late season gobblers is just you can't rely on gobbling. You can't give up. You got to be stealthy. Although as the woods thicken up, it becomes a little easier to be stealthy because there's there's more cover. There's more to mask your movements. You know, there's a little bit of wind and a lot of stuff blows, and that can really work for your advantage if you have to move or you've got to do something. And so you can change up your tactics some. In some ways it's easier to be mobile. However, you need to be more stealthy. And so You just got to balance that. But you can absolutely take gobblers right up until the last minute of the last day of the season, whether they gobble or not. And if they don't gobble, you can't lose heart. But the only way you're going to be able to hunt them and not lose heart if you don't hear them is if you know they're around. And that's where scouting, that's where sign makes all the difference in the world. You know, if I go into a brand new area that I have never been, and I sit down at dawn, and I don't hear anything, and I don't see anything, and it's just quiet for three hours, I'm not going to stay there. I'm just not going to do it. I am going to move on. I'm going to get out of there. Like, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you stay there? Because I have no reason to believe that spending five more minutes in that spot will make any difference because I've seen no sign of turkey life in that area. However, if I've been coming in there every few days and I see tracks everywhere, I see sign everywhere, I've heard gobblers 60% of the time within a couple hundred yards. If I see feathers all over the place, scratches and and tracks and droppings and I know turkeys are in there all the time and I go in one day and I don't hear anything for three hours, I am likely to stay put till, till I can't hunt there anymore because I know turkeys are there, I know they're in that area, I know they're around, whether they make a sound or not, I know any moment a turkey could pop its head out and so sign gives you the confidence to stay put when you hear no gobbling. And I did a whole episode just about this subject recently. You could go back and dive into that. But you got a lot of guys at the Waffle House at 9.30 because they didn't hear any turkeys, while you got other hunters that are in the woods shooting those same turkeys that they didn't hear at 10 and 11 o'clock. The difference was the guy that's in the Waffle House had no reason to stay in the woods any longer because he didn't hear anything and he had nothing to give him the confidence to sit there anymore because he didn't have any scouting he didn't know of any sign he was just casual in casual out hoping to get lucky and those people will get lucky every now and then but the hunters that are going to take gobblers consistently are the ones that know the area and know where the turkeys are And so at the end of the season, last day, very end, that is still the number one principle. Are there turkeys in the area? If there are turkeys and you can prove it and you've got sign and evidence that they're around here, that can give you the staying power to sit longer, to to be more quiet, to be more stealthy, to wait it out to expect those quiet gobblers to come in because you know they're around it's not just like you know if, well, if i don't hear them they're not here you know they're there you've got footage you've seen them with your eyes you heard them the day before or the week before you've seen fresh tracks you've seen fresh scratches you've seen something you know they're in that area and whether they gobble or not you know any moment they could pop out so you're there on the edge of your sh- edge of your seat every minute right up until the end because you know that's your best chance of success is to sit there and wait for these turkeys that you know are around all right it's a lot like deer hunting you know the, if you know there are deer in that area you see the tracks you've got the trail photos you sit there and you wait for them and you don't care if they make any noise or not. Well, turkey hunting in the end of the season can be similar to that. Except you have a reasonable chance of drawing them in with a little calling here or there. And so if you're if you're if you're really wanting to get a turkey, the number one thing you can do at the end of the season is scout, find sign, find evidence, make sure there are turkeys there. And if they are, be quiet. Be still, hunt super smart, be strategic, don't worry if you don't hear anything, and be alert every moment. And you know, days like that, hunting in a blind can definitely be an aid, especially if it's a small property that you're on, because that can help you just be, you know, eliminate the movement factor. That can help you sit longer in the same spot if you know it's a good spot. If you don't know it's a good spot, then it's a lot harder. Mentally, it's harder. It's harder to fight the mental battle to hunt an area with no with no gobbling unless you know that your chances are good because you've got sign. I feel like that's been a, a theme across this entire season of turkey hunting episodes is find the sign because the sign gives you the mental fortitude and staying power to stick to it to keep coming back, to be still, to wait longer, to hunt harder, and then to get that reward. No sign, you just don't have that. You just move on and hope to get lucky somewhere else. So scouting means so much, especially at the end of the season. Guys, I hope this is helpful for you. If you could, I'd really appreciate it. If you go to iTunes, leave a five-star review with comment. It's the number one way to help the show grow and reach more people. Thank you so much for listening. Till next time, God bless you and go get them in the woods.